the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. A couple minutes after 4. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL.com and on ye old application, a.k.a. the app which you can download free from WFIL.com. Interesting day, weather-wise. We had the sunny thing for a while, then cloudy and windy, and I think I saw NTM fly by or blow by, and then uh, it's nice again. Down to 37 eventually. It'll get a little more interesting tonight after a fairly balmy day, and then tomorrow, a lot of sun but cooler at Mars High, 55. Hey, Danny, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Tim? Wonderful. Uh, you know, we have a special guest coming up in a few minutes. And I do know. You do know because you were involved in helping make it happen. Husband-wife mm-hmm. duo, Matt and uh, Lisa Jacobson, they are in Oregon. And we're going to give them a call in a few minutes and put them both on the line because they have uh, a, a kind of cool book series out. It's uh, called 100 Ways to Love Your Wife or 100 Ways to Love Your Husband, and they actually have some other 100 Ways series books we're going to ask them about. So uh, we'll talk about them, and hopefully we'll have some giveaways to mix in at some point, uh, either during the show or maybe we can get some contesting going for next week. Uh, have you been on the website at all lately? There's so much stuff we're giving away, which is nice. It gives people something to 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 do, you know? I know. <laughs> so, uh, I'm overwhelmed by all of it. <laughs> yes, yes. Well... For example, there's the Philly Sports Survey. You just share basic info, favorite athlete, favorite whatever, uh, you know, a Philly sports moment or a team that sticks out for you. Even though, for example, the 93 Phillies didn't win the World Series, it was a team of characters. And uh, a lot of folks love that team. It came up a couple games short of winning the World Series that year. But whatever it is, you don't have to know sports at all. Or, you know, if you have a little interest in it and you remember a couple of names, that's fine. You put that in there and they get entered for a, a cool grand prize. We have several of those to hand out. So that's one of many prizes we have going on. Um, Danny, what's your favorite snack? I don't know if I've ever asked you that. Um, I like Oreos. Okay. Any particular kind? The, the, just the basic regular ones? Or do you need double stuff? No, or? double stuff. Double <laughs> stuff is the best. <laughs> okay. It is kind of nice to go to the crunch, and then you got the squish after the crunch. <laughs> With with the extra with the extra filling, right? So it's good texture. Yes, yeah. You, you know, my dad and uh, his wife they they taught Kristen they taught a a health class at our church not too long ago, and they did it in a very fun way. It wasn't heavy handed. Uh, Dad's uh, very practical when it comes to making changes in your lifestyle and just helping you make one step at a time. And but one, I remember one of the things they would do because they had visual aids. They would bake stuff or bring stuff in, and there's a lot of conversation. But one of the points there was that there was actually science behind the satisfaction a person gets when they have two different sensations, like like a crunch and then a soft, or 
um, I'm trying to think if it's Cheetos, I think, was because it's crunchy and, and a very that way, and then it's flavorful. It's, it's, so it's two things that are happening, not just – I forget exactly what they had said, but when you mentioned that, that's, mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing that comes to mind. Today <laughs> – well, and today, for me, like a peanut – do you like peanut butter? Of course. Okay. Crunchy or, or smooth? Smooth. Okay. All right. Well, have a good you day. Like Take care. I'll see you later. <laughs> I I oh I love crunchy. I like everything crunchy. I like uh, pulp my orange juice and stuff happening. Besides, oh no! Yes. No no no! Of course. <laughs> well, no. so today I'm I'm getting ready for the show and I'm eating a, a banana with almond butter that, that's crunchy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a good combination, a fun combination, except for the Purell that I also sampled. <laughs> because yes so pb and p i don't recommend peanut butter banana and purell <laughs> you have to be careful these days with all the hand sanitizer floating around i literally took a a, a, a wince back like oh mm, i hope it didn't take too much you know i'm sure yeah. i'm not the only person who's accidentally sipped a little like cleaning agent or something you really gotta be careful about that stuff you know, i know it's the thing these days right so anyhow <laughs> Yeah. So there you have it. Um, also, in addition to our conversation with Matt and Lisa, we want to give folks a, a chance to hear. Uh, folks are familiar with our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, which is a conservative news talk station. And we've had a, a new show there going for a few months now. Really good show uh, called the Philadelphia's Morning Answer with Chris DeGaulle. And Chris and his producer, Eddie, do a great job each day. And today they actually had the Surgeon General of the United States on. So, Dan- Danny, you work with the podcast of that program, right? I do. Okay. So folks are interested in that sort of thing. The, the, the morning show podcast of that program is available each day, right? About what time is it usually available, would you say? I would say about 1, okay. 1 p.m. Okay. So typically they can look for that on uh, 990theanswer.com. And if we mm-hmm. have a chance, I'm hoping to play a clip that you put together of Chris's interview with the Surgeon General, uh, Dr. Jerome Adams, this morning, just so folks can get a little idea of what's available to them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's part of your work day to day. And I know you'll be listening yep. in feverishly taking notes in our conversation for this program's podcast. Remind me before we go to break here uh, for folks, if they want to get the podcast of this show, what are their options? They got Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Apple, which is like iTunes. And, of course, the homepage at WFIL.com. Lots of options. Way to go. You you get a, a bonus for that. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll look forward to my paycheck. <laughs> yes. Look, get your microscope out. All right. <laughs> Back with more. It's the Tim DeMar Show. We're going to be joined by Matt and Lisa Jacobson in just a moment, authors of 100 Ways to Love Your Husband and 100 Ways to Love Your Wife and some other cool books and some really good insight. Uh, and I think it'll be a fun show for us today. You're listening to AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. It's 412 on The Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL in Philadelphia, and we're really pleased to get two for the price of one today on our broadcast. I hope this works. I really do. I think it does. You guys both there? Matt and Lisa? We are here. We are here. 
I, I haven't really had to have two folks on at the same time in quite some time, and I wasn't sure after putting Matt on if I'd knock him off by putting Lisa on, but you're there. Yes. All right. Yes, I think so. <laughs> so you're in uh, in Oregon, correct? Yes, that's exactly right. Central Oregon, though, not the coast, which uh, a lot of people associate the rainforest with Oregon, but where we are, it's very dry on the eastern slope of Cascade Mountain. Interesting. Now, I will say this off the bat. We're having a little echo and I'm not sure okay, if that's... so we're just going to get into different rooms. That's it. And, um, See, you lovebirds have to be together all the time. If you're in separate rooms, <laughs> <laughs> that'll help probably. I thought that might be it. Is that it a little Perfect. better? There we go. I think that sounds better. All right. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking time. Uh, I came across your books. Um, you have a number of them, but I came across 100 Ways to Love Your Wife and 100 Ways to Love Your Husband. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, Wanted to talk about those books a little bit. So which one came first, the chicken or the egg? Or is it more like on your market, set, go? Well, hey, baby, you want to take that? Yeah, sure. Actually, Matt and I were just sitting down enjoying a cup of coffee at our favorite cafe and holding hands. It's just kind of having one of those sweet 25 years of marriage moments. And they do happen. And, you know, we were just talking about how so much of the little things are really what goes into a lasting, loving, long marriage. And so kind of almost um, like almost like a dare, you know, a challenge, I guess. He said, hey, how about if you write down, like, say, a hundred of things that you think contributed to the marriage that we're enjoying today, and I'll do the same. And we didn't look at each other's notes. We just kind of did it separately. And then when it was all done, we looked at what each other had written. And we thought, you know what? That, those are exactly the kinds of things that have really made a big difference in a marriage. Wow. That, you know, that's really, I was thinking, I, I DJ weddings actually. And there is the, the whole time if I'm doing the ceremony, like if I'm playing music for the ceremony, sometimes they're like, well, we're doing our pictures beforehand. And then there are others like, no, 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 no. We're not going to see each other till she walks down the aisle. And I was curious kind of with the books, if you were collaborating and talking back and forth, advising each other, or if it was more of a, you do your thing, I'll do mine and we'll talk at the end. So it's a little bit more like that then, huh? Yeah, yes, absolutely. It is. And- and the thing is, is, these books really are a compilation of how we have lived our marriage. And uh, we do a lot of, we work with a lot of couples in marriage, and uh, that's just been a big part of our ministry. And we thought, you know what, instead of just sort of individually with each couple, uh, telling them what are the principles, what are some of the things to focus on that really build a rich, loving marriage, we thought we would just compile them but it really is a practical book. It's, it, these, are, these are things that are really time-tested and are part of the, the marriage that we have. And certainly they're based on biblical uh, teaching and principles throughout. So, and that's, hey, marriage is God's idea, right? So if we do it His way, He's got a beautiful marriage uh, available for any couple. Absolutely. Matt and Lisa Jacobson are our guests. They've written uh, each a book, and it's interesting, too. The title officially, Full Blown, is A Hundred Ways to Love Your Wife. The Simple, Powerful Path to a Loving Marriage, and Lisa's is the same. It's just swap one word out, which I like a lot. A Hundred Ways to Love Your Husband, The Simple, Powerful Path to a Loving Marriage. So the end result is the same phrase. It's just who's doing the loving, both directions. So uh, I, I love how that, that uh, came to the title. Did you have that right from the get-go, or did it take some time to yeah, think that Yeah, pretty, pretty much. We, we just, you know, the thing about uh, marriages, everybody when they get married, they say, yeah, I love my wife, I love my husband, and we're going to have a great marriage. But life has a way of squeezing out uh, the time that we spend together, the focus that we have for each other, and just life can be the real enemy 
of a close, loving, wonderful marriage. And so even if we have the best of intentions, sometimes we just run out of ideas. We run out of things to do. We run out of what to fill those normal days of marriage with. And so that's why we put this together is just as a resource. And, and we hear from a lot of, of wives, uh, particularly, that they say, hey, this is the one marriage book my husband will read. They're not, it's, you know, it's not a tome. It's really a resource book with a hundred specific hands-on things that you can do, and you can start from day one. If you get the book, you can just start right off loving your wife in specific ways. And um, so that's what it really is. It's just a practical uh, list of suggestions for how can I love my wife in practical ways through all those normal days of marriage? Because a great marriage really is just a bunch of normal days strung together. Hmm. I like it. Matt and Lisa Jacobson's our, our guest. Uh, I will tell you this, too. In my office, I have a big bookshelf, and we get you know books coming through all the time for folks who uh, you know have written something, and, and we try to uh, accommodate as many as we can and, and work things out, and sometimes topics are more heavy one direction or another. And um, But when, especially under the circumstances we're under right now, with uh, most folks being mm-hmm. home a lot, I've actually turned my attention a little bit more to stuff like this specifically to be practical, and hopefully the folks who are listening who are married um, – or know somebody who is. You could just maybe read and encourage someone else to, to talk through this because th- this is the kind of thing, like, you know, I feel like the, the, the theme of the coronavirus should be like the Snickers and they're not going anywhere for a while and um, and, yeah. and order some books, you know, to be able to read. I'm sure people, people are doing all kinds of things yeah. with their time. So I, I'm hoping that people can hear about this and perhaps order some and, and find it to be beneficial during their time that they're home. So um, I yeah, want, I think, yeah. I think you can fall into, but you know, bad habits even of just, kind of just getting in your rut. And so this is a, it's true what you're saying. is a great opportunity to say, you know what? We've got some time. We've got some proximity. Why don't I do some intentional investing in my marriage? Yeah. Listen, I'll tell you what. Uh, I want to take a quick break in a second here and then come back and jump into the books uh, a bit too. Um, <laughs> but just I would also like to ask, you know, maybe before the break we can fit this in. Um, take a moment and just share how you – uh, first met each other because you you each opened the book in a different way, which is interesting. Either of you can go first; it doesn't matter. Wow, <clears throat> that, babe, do you want to go first? This is a kind of a funny story, but <laughs> okay. babe, you probably can tell it in an encapsulated way. <laughs> okay, I'll tell the short version. The short version is we met on a Friday night, and by the following Thursday, we decided we were going to get married. <laughs> but but in between that, yeah. She told her best friend, if he was the last man on earth, I'd never marry him. So between, you know, one and four days, she went from, okay, this is great, to if he was the last man on earth, I wouldn't marry him, to I do. So No way. <laughs> wow. That so is... there's a few details we left out. But, uh... Yeah, I guess. So, right. Well, now, it had a happy ending. How about you? So, <laughs> So, well, and Lisa, you're opening to your your uh, ver- you know side of the book, if you will, your book is a little yeah. is is pretty about the first time you met, and Matt, I guess, is more honeymoon and still feeling very glowing. Like, but the point being, both of your intros are very uh, seem you know, very excited and and thrilled, and and uh, not everybody's marriage is that way or will be that way, but none, nonetheless, the books can be of help to whoever. So. Uh, I think that's important, you know, to point out. But did you think the same thing, Matt? Or what was your perspective that those six days? Were you, what was going through your mind? 
Well, you know, I was uh, all insecure. I never, I didn't look. You look at me and you say, oh, there's not an insecure bone in his body, but I absolutely was. And so I thought, you know, we were, what, two days in, babe? And I thought, okay, I really need to tell her how I feel, you know? So we were sitting down in my living room and we were next to the bookshelf. And uh, I, we were going to go for a hike, so I went and put some hiking clothes on. I came out of the bedroom. I thought, you know what? You're going to demand thing, and you're going to tell her how you feel. So I said, hey, can we sit down on the couch? So we did, and I said, hey, I just want you to know that I, this last few days have been the most amazing few days of my life. I just have really, really enjoyed being with you. I'm so sorry you're going back, back to L.A., and I just really enjoyed my time. You know what she said to me? What's that? She if you're the last me, person. Looked, don't tell this. Don't tell this. She, she looks in my no, no. She looks in my eyes and she says, "I'd be more comfortable talking about your book." Okay, it wasn't quite like that. It was exactly like that. And so, um, so yeah. So not I, in my heart. Know, it wasn't like that. Well, you had met. You yeah. had met where? And was it like a professional conference of some sort? Oh well. I was just almost embarrassed that he just kind of came out with it. So I was just sure seemed, I guess, coy or something. I don't know, but it really backfired. <laughs> it was a bad idea. Well, it seems like it has worked out. You've been married for how many years now? About 28. Almost 28. Okay, so so it's worked out. Uh, Matt and Lisa yeah, Jacobs. Yeah, it's worked out. <laughs> Matt and Lisa Jacobson are guests. They've written 100 Ways to Love Your Wife and 100 Ways to Love Your Husband. We're going to get into the books a little bit now and see how they can be of help to our audience. And uh, we're just going to take a quick break and get into that here in a moment. 800-560-WFIL, by the way, if you'd like to give a quick call and say hello, you're welcome to do so. Back with more in just a moment on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 425 on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thanks for listening in today. It is Tuesday, April 21st, 2020, just in case you had lost track of what day it was. Matt and Lisa uh, Jacobson are our guests. They've each written a book, 100 Ways to Love Your Wife, The Simple, Powerful Path to a Loving Marriage, as well as 100 Ways to Love Your Husband, The Simple, Powerful Path to a Loving Marriage. Uh, and uh, by the way, how, you, how are you guys doing these days? Are you doing all right with everything? You, you at home most of the time or how are you passing the time? Well, we uh, we work out of our homes and uh, okay. we also homeschool. The kids are doing an online uh, program. As well, so there, and we live in a kind of a rural environment, so it's not like this brought a huge sea change of of culture to our home. Yeah, uh, it's 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 uh, somewhat the same, although we're not seeing the other members of our church as sure. often as we'd like. We're doing Zoom meetings actually for church, so that's good. Um, and then my father lives next door. Uh, he's basically he's not basically he's on, he's on hospice care, hmm. and so we're looking after him as well. So we're pretty close to home, and uh, we're doing well. Well, what's your dad's name? His name is Don Jacobson. Don Jacobson. All right. Lord, I pray for Don right now. You give him strength these days and also for Matt and Lisa that you would help them and the kids to have wisdom how to minister to him and pray that you would uh, bless these, these days that he has left and if you see fit to allow him to, uh, to to hang on for a while and even recover well, that that would happen. And, and if not, Amen. that he would uh, fall into your arms in a peaceful way and that you would, you would bless him Amen. and help him to, uh, to be at peace uh, these, these days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thanks so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you, no, so let's talk about your books. Um, talk for a second, I guess, I, uh, Matt, in, your begin, in the beginning of your book, you had a phrase I thought was really well worded. It said, great marriages are the result 
of husbands and wives making a lot of everyday choices that say, I love you rather than I love me. Yeah. Uh, Proverbs, Proverbs yeah. 25, 11 talks about a, an, a word aptly spoken is like apples of golden settings of silver. And I, I really thought that hit it. You bet. Well, the thing is, is that if we buy into the culture's perspective on marriage, it's two distinct entities coming together and kind of working out a lifestyle that maintains my individuality and my independence. If we embrace what the Bible says, and this is where Christians need to decide, am I going to be a biblical Christian or am I just going to be you know, a person who calls themselves a Christian? If you're going to be a biblical Christian, then we have to embrace this concept of oneness. And, and so we need to see ourselves as a single entity. There's no such thing as me and my independent life from Lisa, and there's no such thing as her uh, independent and uh, self-focused life from me. We are a single entity. And so if, 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 if that mindset is embraced, then all of a sudden my decision-making process is not about what I want, what I plan to do, what I'm determined to make happen. All of a sudden, everything about the way I appraise my existence takes into account this other person. And so when I am saying, I love you by how I'm acting, how I'm thinking, uh, the decisions that I make, the way I interact, uh, when I say, I love you, rather than I say, I love me, that will only build a beautiful, positive uh, relationship that, again, your wife will respond to. And the thing is, is that it's it's just not a one-time, hey, get it right, and we're good to go. It's an ongoing way to live, and it's a mindset. But the benefits of it are so awesome. Everybody wants a wonderful marriage. But the way you get a wonderful marriage is by genuinely loving, valuing, and respecting the other person. Our pastor, uh, at one point in our, our church's history, had a fun—he was kidding, but he, he said when he met his wife, our uh, pastor John, his wife Nina, he said— uh, John, John says, Pastor John says, I know I, I loved me. And when I met her, I said, now I found someone else who can love me. And, you know, it was <laughs> right. It was, right. Yeah, it's kind of the self, right? So when I, when I read that, I thought of him right away, that sermon he preached, um, because I really think the way you worded it says it well, I love you rather than I love me. And I bet I'm just going to take a hint, a stab at this. And whether at least you talk about this too, but when Matt's acting that way, I bet that's pretty, uh, dare I say the word sexy? Dare I say the word, like, <laughs> attractive? Right? Attractive? Like, whoa. Dude's, yes. like, in my, he's, like, thinking about me. I kind of like that. Uh, yes. <laughs> swoon. Swoon material right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I say that because, honestly, because it's part of part of marriage. A couple of the, the chapters in here, you kind of delve into that, that aspect of, of being married. Uh, and, Matt, to piggyback, too. You add in your intro that being the husband of a cherished woman isn't just optional. It's actually the call of God on your life based on Ephesians 5.25. Absolutely. And the thing is, is we don't spend enough time trembling in our boots meditating on that actual verse, because uh, I think there's a, a lot of attention given to the scriptures that point to the woman's responsibility in the marriage. But men need to recognize that the standard God has laid down for them is unbelievably high, and it's the standard of how Jesus Christ loves his church. That's the way you're supposed to love your wife, and that's all about, um, it's all about leading in gentleness, kindness, love, 
and uh, laying down your life, being ready to sacrifice for the other person. And the thing is, is that, just getting back to that concept of oneness, the Bible says in Ephesians 5, again, that's a fascinating and a very important chapter on the subject, but it says in 528 that he who loved his wife loved himself. See, the Bible's perspective is that you are one entity. You're literally loving yourself when you love, when you nurture, when you value, when you cherish your wife. And so here's the thing. If, if there is a church full of godly men, there's one thing that you can absolutely count on, that that church is full of radiant, cherished wives. That's kind of how you can tell whether a wife is cherished or not. Does she have a radiant countenance? Does she have the joy of the Lord? If you cherish your wife, if you love yourself by cherishing your wife, she is a radiant woman, and you can see that beauty all over her. And again, it's not optional. When we're called to love our wives as Christ loved the Church, that is all about cherishing, laying down your life, and genuinely loving. And it takes a real focus off of ourselves and the life we're going to pursue and the things that we want. But the benefits are so awesome. That's why we say there's a 100% success rate for every couple who will embrace what God says and do marriage the way he says to do it. Matt and Lisa. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter where you come from. In fact, let, let me just say one thing, sure. and I know Lisa's got a lot to say about this, too. Sure. But at our wedding, in fact, Babe, why don't you tell the story of there was a there was a pastor that frankly everybody would know, <laughs> uh, but this man happened to be at our wedding. Hmm. Uh, he wasn't officiating; he was just a guest. Uh, but he said something to uh, a close family member of mine that got back to us. Babe, why don't you tell what he said all about us? So, if anybody thinks that you're just lucky because you have a great marriage, nonsense. Here's what was said about us on our wedding day at the wedding. Yeah, he just said, uh, he said, well, those two will wake up hating each other. That was his prediction <laughs> on our marriage. <laughs> like it's too too good to be true. Oh, oh, just that we were, we're both very strong-minded people, and we were a little bit older, maybe, you know, kind of set in your ways. And so from, I, you know, from the world's perspective, probably was a recipe for disaster, but... God has, you know, God has his way of, of hopefully redeeming a marriage and, and equipping us to do what he's called us to do, which is to love each other. Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, just a quick check on the forecast here. It's uh, going to 64. We're, we're kind of probably there now. I got into 37 tonight after the uh, uh, skies clear out and uh, tomorrow's sunny, a high of 55. What's it like in uh, Oregon today? Oh, it's we're about having the a same. It's about 65, I think. Okay. We're similar then yeah. in that regard. That's yeah. nice. Well, how about this? I had an idea. So for folks just tuning us, uh, tuning in, Matt Jacobson and Lisa Jacobson, and they are married, yes, have each written a book, uh, many books actually, but the ones we're talking about today, 100 Ways to Love Your Husband and 100 Ways to Love Your Wife, and each has written the opposite one. And um, as, as Matt was mentioning earlier, uh, it's kind of like you know a sentence, a paragraph, a couple paragraphs around a thought. And there are practical things that you can actually do, which is why I want to have you guys on. So folks might want to look into this you know, while folks are, are sequestered a bit and, and quarantined, if you will, that they might order these and, and look them up and read through them. Um, so I just thought I'd thumb through the book and randomly stop at a page and just pick one out. And then and you could talk to it if you like. Is that, is that a fair idea? Or, or if, you have, if you have ones you want to highlight, maybe your favorites, we could do that instead. Either one. 
Well, we're good to go. Either way. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to just thumb through. And so this one is uh, Matt's, and it says, uh, number 64, speak words of truth delivered with gentleness, love, and support. A lot of guys feel they can never say anything evaluative or corrective to their wives. In many cases, that's because they ignore the context, the timing, and the spirit in which it's done. Remember the old adage, people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. It's especially true of our wives. Cultivate caring before you ever correct. Give careful attention to these matters before you purpose, before you purpose to speak. If I have something of a corrective nature to say, I ask God to help me say it in a manner Lisa can hear and to give her the grace to hear it as it's meant. Well, the Bible instructs us to live with our wives according to knowledge. And so that means I don't get to just run over the top of my wife with something that's on my mind. And maybe I, and maybe I have 100% of the truth on, on my side in this matter that I want to bring up. Uh, but maybe not. You know, we kind of have to leave that, uh, that little caveat there because sometimes we can think we're right about something and then we find out in the conversation that we're not. But the point of all of that is the way we approach our wives is utterly critical and we simply mustn't do it with a critical spirit or a harsh or negative or um, just a, a cutting tone. It's very, very important whenever we speak to our wives that we do it in a gentle manner. And, of course, gentleness is one of the fruits of the Spirit, spoken of directly in the Word of God uh, as a fruit of the Spirit. And I would just ask the guys out there listening, would your wife call you gentle in the way you communicate with her? So. If you have something that you need to address, first of all, it's just got to be in a gentle spirit. And you should never, ever speak in a harsh tone to your wife. It's not an appropriate way to speak to the person that you love. And this is, this is so important and such a fundamental thing and such a simple thing in marriage. A lot of times we take the most liberties with the people that we're closest to. And that's, of course, a tremendous mistake. We love our wives. We love her more than any other person in the world. We should cherish her in the way that we communicate, the kindness, our tone. It's so critical. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for that. And I, I'm going to thumb through uh, the book Lisa wrote, too, and do the same thing. We'll stop on number 49. Show appreciation for the many things he does. For both the big and the small things, don't take for granted all he does for you in your home. And if it seems like he's not doing enough, one of the best ways to encourage him to do even more is to be grateful for the stuff he is already doing. Yeah. So I think that women tend to, I hate to be hard on us, but we can be this way. We tend to see what's wrong, how they can improve kind of our own fix it up project. And it just comes naturally to us, generally speaking. And so we not, might not be aware of it because we feel like, oh, we're just trying to make them feel better or that we're trying to make them, you know, be a better person. And in reality, it's actually tearing down the guy who feels like, I can never do enough. I never do it right. It doesn't matter what I do. It's very discouraging, and they can, they'll, start, they'll just stop trying. And so there's a few things going on. One is a lot of times the guy's doing way more than, than his wife is recognizing, or she just takes it for granted. And nobody likes to be taken for granted. And if you do, like let's say you do want something to change, well, uh, nagging him is probably not going to achieve that. Um, tearing him down is definitely not going to achieve that. But really building him up like, hey, thanks so much for the way you brought in the groceries for me. Or I sure appreciate the way you're such a good dad to our boys. Like those kinds of things 
really build your relationship, and it also makes him want to to do more. It's just the way, you know, just the way we're made. So, and I, the other thing I'm just going to add in there is, and, and I know this is true because so many women have said this, they resonate with this, is we forget that they're a person with feelings, you know, just kind of becomes the guy, and we forget, oh, there's a heart under there, and he, and we have an effect on him. And so we can use those, our words, to either build him up or tear him down. And building him up is far more effective and certainly better for your relationship. Well, and as you were speaking there, Lisa, you mentioned the word nagging, and I love the book of Proverbs. I like to read a chapter each day because it obviously also matches up with the calendar in most cases. And uh, Mm -hmm. last few days, I guess in the last week, there have been a couple corner of the roof um, (laughs) versus a quarrelsome wife versus. But I know Proverbs 31 is coming, and actually Proverbs 18, I just read, I guess, uh, over the weekend, he who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor Mm -hmm. from the Lord, uh, Proverbs 18.22. So there are a lot of there and Proverbs thirty one, which if you have a second, do you guys have a few more minutes? I can uh, I guess have a quick break. We'll come oh back yeah, we've you. got time. Now. Okay, great. I, I want to take a quick break and because um, I also know we want to talk about the books a little bit more, but also the ministries that you both have in conjunction uh, with the with the books that you put out. So um, for those just, uh, listening in now, it's Matt and Lisa Jacobson checking in a uh, hundred ways to love your wife and a hundred ways to love your husband: the simple, powerful path to a loving marriage. We're going to uh, uh, chat about this a little bit more on the other side. Hang on, it's Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 443 on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Our guests, Matt and Lisa Jacobson, they uh, have done a lot of things in their lifetime. God has blessed them, uh, and they've written these books, 100 Ways to Love Your Wife, 100 Ways to Love Your Husband, that we've been talking about, although there's some other books we can touch on briefly a little bit, too. Um, But as far as these, I I love what you both said about the one random chapter I, I pulled out. And to reiterate, these are books for folks to pick up, and, uh, you know, they're an easy read, maybe a harder do, right? Uh, it's going to take more. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but is there a recommended way you would suggest, like, uh, you know, you mentioned at the beginning how it was very interesting. You were having coffee and you decided to write these books independent of each other based on your marriage. Um, and then found out kind of near the end or at the end, what you each had written. Um, would you suggest like one way that could be used is a person to pick it up and read the first one and, and think about that or, because you could also glance through them all and hit, find ones that seem to resonate with you and, and start with those. Well, the thing is, is that uh, not every single one of these is going to be apropos for every marriage because everybody has a different marriage. But yeah. I would say the lion's share of most of them in Lisa's and my book's book uh, are appropriate for most marriages. What we find is that people take a variety of approaches. Some people just get it and read the whole thing right straight through. That wasn't how it was designed in, in terms of our intentions, but that's perfectly fine. A lot of people, what they do is they get both books and they wind up just purposing to do one a day and applying that. And, and the way the books work, is some, sometimes there's a practical thing to do. Sometimes there's a practical thing to do. And sometimes there is a, uh, a, a way to change how you're thinking, Right. And just if I if I may, I would just even mention this one in uh, number six: romance her before, during, and after the wedding, especially after the wedding, after the honeymoon, after the kids start to come, and after they begin to head off to college. Your wife never stopped desiring to be desired. 
And somehow we let life squeeze the romance out of our relationship. But she wants to be kissed just the way you kissed her on your wedding. She never stopped wanting to be kissed with, uh, with real intention and passion. And those are things that if, you're per- if you change how you think, you're going to add them to your day. And so uh, we just really encourage men to, to love their wives, to say, I am the one who is going to romance her. And I just like to ask men, when was the last time you took your wife on a date? Not got her to arrange the restaurant and the babysitting and everything else related to it. When was the last time you just took her on a date because you wanted to communicate to her, I love being with you. Matt and Lisa, um, I, a little duck told me you have eight children, and I'm going to say, uh, I was going to say a little bird, but you're from Oregon, and we have to get the duck reference in, right? <laughs> we, have the, we have the Chip Kelly connection going again here. I think that had a couple interviews not that too long ago that, that they had the Oregon thing going. Are you football fans at all? What, or is that inevitable out there or no? Well, it's not necessarily inevitable, but I am presently wearing a Tennessee Titan shirt, which somebody told me was the wrong shirt to wear. Wow. And uh, a friend gave it to me. But, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, Chip was, you know, the head coach here for a few years, uh, not too oh. long ago, 2013 to 15, after he was with the, with the Ducks uh, college team. So, oh. any, yeah. But anyhow, the eight children is where I'm headed more than the Ducks, um, <laughs> and four of each. So, let me ask. Let me ask you this. I actually had a random question. Do either of you have a little monk in you? Like Adrian Monk, the detective? Are you familiar with that show? I don't know about that. You don't know that no. show? No. He, it's, a, it's a show that was big in the 90s and the, maybe the early 2000s, something like that. He was a detective, okay. and he liked everything to be just so. So there's actually one episode where I think he had to go to jail, and the bail was set for $95,000, and he's like, could it be 100000 <laughs> and okay. I'm, uh, I'm I'm mostly kidding because it's, it's funny about actually it's uh, the uh, if he was trying to make a comeback now would not be the time to do it because everything he he's like he always says one of his lines is wipes like he wants to have a wipe for his hand before he touches or shakes a hand so now it's obviously like that's how <laughs> things are but uh, I'm ki- I'm kidding obviously but the hundred ways to love your wife hundred ways to love your husband you have several books that are based around that hundred number um, so anyway that's why why I was asking but. Uh, talk about for a second your, the family, the kids, and and in a way, are these books um, something that could be a gift to your children, even though they're not married, to help your children, especially maybe in the late teens, have an idea of what they should be thinking about before they even get married at all? Yeah, actually, Matt and I talk a lot with our kids, our older kids, well, all of our kids now, um, about preparing for marriage, just in the sense of having the mindset, learning to be thoughtful, and just those little things that um, that we might forget to pass on to our kids. Not just, um, well, we try to show what it looks like just by how we live. And they can see us how we relate. They can see how we work things out. And, in fact, okay, I'll give you an example. Just yesterday, our boys were, we have some, three teenage boys at home, and two of them were having a disagreement. And so they pulled away from their friends, and they were working it out in the kitchen. And I came in, and I said, you know, when your dad and I have a disagreement, we don't put everything on hold. We don't make our, like if we had a house full of company, we don't make them wait until we work it out. We don't broadcast that we're not agreeing right now. We would remember that we love each other and that we can work this out later. And that's what I'd recommend that you boys do right now. Hmm. So it's just, you know, just a small moment, but it's that kind of thing that you can actually pass on to your kids. Like there's a way to love each other, even if you're not 
you know, even if you're not agreeing right now or even if you have some work to do, um, it doesn't mean you stop loving each other and you can still be gracious and be considerate of one another. That's great. That's great. And the, yeah, the book, yeah, sure. Yeah, the, the, the books are fantastic gifts for married couples of any age. That's the irony of it. We have uh, couples who are literally in their 50s and 60s who write us and tell us how these books are impacting their marriage. We have newlyweds that say the exact same thing. They're perfect wedding mm-hmm. gifts and they're perfect premarital counseling books. If mm-hmm. you use books in your ministry to talking to young married couples, these books are excellent for that and for, for young people who hope to have an excellent marriage. And again, mm-hmm. anybody who does it God's way has the opportunity to have an excellent marriage because God is the author of marriage, and he is the one that put together the way to have a blessed, rich, full, wonderful, hottest our marriage. In your books, A Hundred Words of Affirmation, uh, if, if your, your wife needs to hear, your husband needs to hear, uh, talk for a second, just as an offshoot here, what words maybe you've, you've replaced or how you've switched over the, you know, the one theme to the next and how the books connect. Well, a lot of times people think of their love language, which, you know, everybody has their love languages, which we've also found has can change over seasons, by the way. So sometimes you start off one way, but as you get to be a different season, then you might change that out. But everybody wants to build up. So I just, in fact, I, I have a really good friend. She said, okay, Lisa, I'm trying out your 100 words of affirmation my husband. She said, and affirmation's not really his love language, but I thought it'd be fun to try anyway. She said, but even he said to me, he goes, okay, I know what you're doing. <laughs> <Which is funny. laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he said. But I, he said, I'm surprised how much it means to me to hear you build me up the way you've been building me up. And because, like, I wouldn't have said that words of affirmation was my language, but it has really been a blessing in our marriage and has made me feel closer to you and better about myself. So, mm-hmm. I think it, it's it's more widely applicable than than people might realize. I'm looking at number sixty-two in your uh, your hundred words of affirmation. Your husband needs to hear. And it said uh, that's just titled, Will You Hold My Hand? And the number 10,579, which is how many times you said mm-hmm. you've calculated you guys have held hands. And just, uh, you know, your hand, your small hand tucked into his large, strong one, our fingers entwined, my wedding ring tucked in between. The fact we've been married over 25 years may help account for this number. But still, we've been talking about serious things, keenly aware we can never be sure what tomorrow will bring. So when there's a small disagreement or slight tension... One of us will grab the other's hand, a quiet reminder we love each other, and that that is a gift to hang on to. So reach for his hand and tell mm-hmm. him you never want to stop. Like, that's beautiful. It's short, and it's doable, and it doesn't have to be complicated. Well, that's the yeah. thing about an awesome marriage. It's not complicated. If you just do the things that say love. Um, one of the things, uh, babe, just even talk about just me coming through the door and your countenance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like lighting up when he comes into the door when you see him instead of looking at like, okay, great, you're here, and start handing him the things to do <laughs> rather than just yeah, that quick moment of saying, wow, you're home. I love seeing your face. Yeah. Um, it's really powerful. And I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm just thinking about there are a lot of really great marriage books out there, and they talk about the big important subjects, finances, communication, sex. Those are all important aspects of your marriage. But sometimes you can read a book like that and you put it back down on the coffee table and then you get up and you don't know what it looks like. Like, where do I begin? Or how do I, how do I apply these 
big concepts to my day to day with him. And I think that's what we really wanted to capture in these books is here's one small thing you can do today that communicates love in your marriage. You know, something you think, something you do, something you communicate. Matt and Lisa Jacobson, our guest. Do you have one more minute to hang on just to close out with me? And, and think of this if you do. Uh, if there's a specific Bible verse, perhaps, that you, you know, be kind of like, if you had to pick one that kind of embodies your marriage, if there, or, or, or that would lay the foundation for, for marriage to encourage other folks to think about. Uh, we'll come back with that. And, yeah, great. We'll wrap up with that in just a moment. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 4.56 on the Tim DeMoss Show with Matt and Lisa Jacobson. Uh, just closing thoughts for, from either of you, including if you have a scripture that you recommend for you know, building a strong foundation in marriage. Absolutely. And uh, after I mention that, could I just mention a little bit about our ministry, too? Please do. Absolutely. Excellent. So for a scripture verse, it really is a set of verses, and it is uh, the love chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It's so easy to think about this chapter and apply it to all those other relationships out there. But God wants the love that He speaks of to be who we are when nobody's looking, to be who we are in the closest relationship that we're going to have on this earth. And so we would just encourage everybody to think about 1 Corinthians chapter 13 in relationship to the person that you're walking close with, your wife or your husband. And so these are some of the things that we teach on our podcast. It's called Faithful Life Podcast, just Faithful Life Podcast uh, by Matt and Lisa Jacobson, and uh, that's on every podcast platform. We also have websites. Uh, my website is called faithfulman.com. Lisa's is called club31women.com. But uh, Faithful Life Podcast is where we talk about these things on a regular basis. And so if you're interested, we'd love to see you uh, there to check it out. Uh, Tim, what a privilege, what a blessing to be with you today. It has been a great uh, time to make you guys acquaintance. And thank you for taking time with us and sharing. And I just got a little email here from the folks who uh, helped set things up. That We actually have some copies sent our way. What I'd like to do is take some snippets from our conversation next week, smatter those throughout the week and give some books away next week. So folks can be cycled back to the podcast of today's program, the, uh, us talking and, and get more mileage out of that. So we're looking forward to doing that. So, well, awesome. And anytime, great. Uh, we'd love to come back to, and talk to you if, if uh, there's an opportunity in the future. That would be great. Please greet your eight children for us too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's Matt and Lisa Jacobson checking in a hundred, uh, lots of things, hundred ways to love your wife and hundred ways to love your husband. We'll have copies to hand out. We'll share more details about that in the next couple of days. We're going to uh, wrap things up now and look forward to doing our program again tomorrow. God bless you. Have a great rest of your afternoon. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.